Hello, everybody. This is Ariel, and welcome back to my podcast, Ariel's Whisper. Today, I'm going to share about a very popular book by the Japanese authors Ichiro Kishimi and Fumataki Koga called "The Courage to Be Disliked." This is actually a very, very popular book. It's one of those bestsellers that you can see right when you go into a bookstore. So I thought I would pick it up、um, around like a few months ago, and it's actually pretty interesting. So I thought I would just like share with you guys. This book is basically a story of an unhappy young man who visits a philosopher on the outskirts of his city. So throughout the five conversations that he had with this philosopher. This teacher really helped him take control of his own life and happiness. Well, I really like this book because it's based entirely on the works and theories of the famous psychologist and philosopher called Alfred Adler. I love how it conveys three main messages, and I thought I would just lay them all out all at once in the very beginning. First of all, your past does not determine your future. Second. When there are other people around, we crave approval, and it's very normal to feel inferior at times when we don't achieve what we want. However, as long as there are other people around, we always tend to compare ourselves to them, and most of our stress and worries in life come from this subconscious comparison to others, whether we like it or not. And third, lastly. The truth is, most of what we think of as competition is just all made up in our minds. But it really hurts our happiness. So let's talk about lesson number one. What I really liked starting from the beginning of the book is the fact that it keeps emphasizing on you are not defined by your past or what happened to you in the past. Basically, Adler is saying you are exactly what you think you are. You can define who you are without being affected by the past. So, a common keyword in psychology nowadays, which is probably what we're more familiar with, is trauma. It asserts that most of our self-image takes deep root in our experiences at a young age. Therefore, bad experiences then result in what we call trauma when we later on reflect back. So, most of the time, psychology suggests that we spend most of our time trying to fight and overcome this trauma or like bad experiences causes to believe that shaped us who we are today. But according to Adler, that is not true. While he agreed that we form a style of life early on, whether it's like being an optimist or pessimist, for example, he does not believe that this is, you know, fixed in our character. He actually said that we can change who we are in any given moment. So let's just take a moment and pause. If you could chase back. To your childhood, and just chase back to all the flaws. Maybe just like two, three incidents that made you feel like, oh, that was some kind of trauma that I experienced. Usually, psychology would tell us, hey, you know what? Like some part of your personality is caused by that particular trauma that you experienced, and we spend a lot of time、um, digging into the reasons why and how you can really face the past. But if you really think about it, you 
can't really change what happened. And there are so many things in life that are just out of control, and you don't even get the right to decide most of the things that happen to you in life anyway. So why don't we just change our perspective right now and just think of it as, okay, at least we have the present right now to do what we want, to focus on what we want to achieve right now in the future. And why don't we just start from there? You have to believe that you can decide what your life is, what your current personality is, and what you can do in the future. So basically, the key point is use your past experiences to your advantage instead of being used and manipulated by them. I often think of it as reflecting back, maybe those traumas, yeah, they weren't great and all that, but they definitely really helped me to gain perspective. And you know what? I really do think everything happens for a reason. So instead of just like always blaming, you know, things that happened to us, made us a certain way, why don't we just treat them as, you know, an experience that causes us to grow and to be better? Anyway, moving on to the second lesson called inferiority. So I think this is the main theme of the whole book. And I really like how in the very beginning, um, it kind of talked about why we would have feelings of inferiority. Basically, it stems from the fact that, you know, we're on this earth, whenever there are people around, we like to compare ourselves to them, we seek approval, therefore we try so hard and work so hard to prove our worth to them and to make ourselves feel like we are worthy. The sad thing is we can't achieve everything that we want, right? There's no way that life is perfect. It always turns out to be what we like. So once that feeling of not enough hits, it kind of transforms into inferiority. And when we get to um, a more extreme point of feeling inferior, it can actually go into this really bad state of either you appear to be super, super arrogant, where you just constantly need to show off to people and need to demonstrate yourself as more superior in order to make yourself feel not as inferior. Okay, that's kind of a paradox there, but you get what I mean. Like, you probably have met someone like that before who's just like, ugh, why is this person like always have to keep showing off? <laughs> he's probably feeling quite inferior inside. So that's why he's doing that, being more exaggerated, uh, needing a sense of approval, I guess, from himself too. But anyway, um, there's also the other kind of inferiority that's more like feeling so low in terms of self-esteem that the person basically just gives up and uses this inferiority as an excuse to not do anything. So the real question is, how do we overcome this sense of inferiority so that it does not either resulting in being extremely arrogant or just giving up on ourselves? The first thing is we have to know that sometimes we feeling inferior is just a very subjective way of looking down at ourselves. So we have to know that what we think is good won't necessarily be good. 
according to other people according to um our own growth our own experiences in life maybe sometime later when you look back you realize hey it's not as bad as i think so there's no real definition of good or bad it's all relative um, and it's all in comparison to other people or to other people's standards so once we get over the fact that hey you know what like maybe it isn't as bad as i think or maybe you know like this is good enough then our inferior feeling won't be as prominent for example um, i used to kind of stress about not being tall enough i think being in asia um, growing up I always wanted to grow taller. Even though I'm a girl, <laughs> I'm always one of those people who sit at the very front seat throughout my whole education life. <laughs> and I always beg my parents to buy me those like Chinese medicine herbal soup to help me grow taller. I would drink milk. I would exercise a lot, do basketball and everything I can to grow taller. Came to a point where it almost caused me some kind of inferiority. I felt like being short was just a very inferior thing. <laughs> but hey, looking back now, I'm 160 centimeters. I don't think that I feel inferior anymore being like one of the short ones. Actually, like I find a lot of good things about it. For example, um, people find me meaty and cute and it's like, I guess, easier to find guys with like, you know, just a shorter height myself so <laughs> okay that sounds kind of funny but anyway um it's not as bad as i think so what i want to say is that sometimes the feeling of not enough even in terms of like as much as worrying about your height your appearances and all that it's all really relative and subjective and sometimes all it takes it's just one second, one second of changing your mind and changing your perspective. All right, so the other key, as the author suggested, to overcome inferiority is stop comparing and see the world as your partner or your co-worker. What does that really mean? <laughs> All right, so basically, as long as there is comparison, there is competition, and there's definitely going to be a win or loss situation. So think of it another way. If we are all working together on ourselves, respectively, focused on our own goals and our own timeline, then we would not perhaps feel inferior or not enough when someone else does well or seems to do better than us. Because what is better anyway? I mean, they are doing their own thing and you are doing your own thing. So mind your own business, focus on your own path and road. I guess this is why social media is so toxic. I remember in high school, one of my high school teachers, he refuses to use social media. Back then it was Facebook. Um, and I remember clearly in class, he was like, why are you guys using Facebook so much? You guys need to mind your own business. Stop looking at other people's posts and what they're doing in life. Start focusing on your own. And I actually thought it was very, very powerful to me. And oftentimes, even now, when I look at people showcasing their achievements and what they do, and it all seemed like a glamorous life on social media, I would tell myself, okay, mind my own business. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> why am I so focused on other people? <laughs> and I think it's just because of the social media comparison that really causes to feel, wow, maybe we aren't doing enough. We aren't living as happy as other people are. And I think this is just such a toxic way of living because on social media, everybody obviously only showcases their best. And that is why with social media growing, the depression rate is also growing among the teenagers, young adults, and just people who are more active on social media. And I actually think it also triggers us to become people who cannot truly celebrate other people's success by looking at social media and feeling upset and feeling empty. How can we truly overcome that? So coming back um, to all this resulting in our feeling of inferiority, I do think that when we think of other people as our co-partner or as our co-worker or partner in terms of sharing the same goal of improving ourselves, I think that is the key. Knowing that it's not about um, if you're doing better than other people or if you are reaching what the world deems as success. It's more about comparing yourself to who you were yesterday and if you are making that step ahead and doing your best and just focusing yourself and being happy and accepting who you are. That is what we should be focusing on. And that way, we can also truly celebrate other people's success and share their joy and not feel jealous or envy, you know? This is so crucial because it's really easy to say, but it's really hard to execute. For myself, I remember when I first went back to Taiwan, I would often get very anxious when I see other people doing so well, even though their music is completely different from my genre. I'm doing more of a like a therapeutic ballad style. Maybe there's this like hard metal rock. <laughs> I would still feel very triggered and feel very... I guess intimidated, feeling like, wow, if they're doing so well, then what am I doing here with my soft music? Should I also do their music as well to also be more popular or successful? No, I was so lost and confused. And I think that really made me think about, okay, why am I unhappy? Because I keep comparing myself to others. So it also took me a while to realize that the true... I guess true happiness and peace and getting rid of that sense of inferiority really comes from focusing on yourself, focusing on the present, focusing on what you want to achieve right now and changing your mind, being more grateful and having a gratitude of attitude of whatever happened to you in the past, whatever is happening now, focus on the present. Focus on yourself right now, what you want to achieve and what you really want to do. All right, I realized I went completely off script for this episode just because there were so many um, thoughts that came into my mind from my own personal experience and from what I learned, especially this past year with lots of things going on. I hope this episode somewhat inspired you and gave you some kind of strength and comfort knowing that, hey, it's okay, you really don't need to compare yourself to any other people and their standards. Just be yourself. Um, trust in the process 
which is what I always tell myself, trust in the process. As long as you're doing your best, that is enough. So yeah, you got this. You definitely got this. I got this. <laughs> we got this. And um, may we all be just co-partners or co-workers or partners to each other, encouraging each other and just strengthening each other to go our own ways. And yeah, I truly, truly want to see you to be successful. And I'm also learning, now it's my goal to really celebrate other people's success and to be able to share their joy, which is what I'm really happy right now doing. And I hope you are the same as well. All right, so that is the end of our podcast today. I would like to introduce this song to you called Li Wu, Blessings. I wrote this song in 2015, I believe, and I released it first thing when I came back to Taiwan in 2018. Um, I really think that everything that happens in life is a blessing, though it sometimes can be a blessing in disguise. I really do think that no matter what people, what incidents, or anything basically that we encounter it's all a way to shape us into who we are and it makes us grow stronger so yeah having a gratitude of attitude i want to thank you for tuning in and i truly hope that i can see you shine you can see me shine and we can just be happy for each other's success and be happy for each other's life yay enjoy the song i'll see you next time bye She